Welcome to today's episode. Today we are talking all about weekly scheduling. And if you are anything like me with quarantine and the total upside down flip of our lives and schedules, I have just totally been feeling like I'm not getting anything done. And so I called on my friend Chelsea, who is an expert in this area, to help us figure out how can we plan for our life and our business. And whether it's in our life or our business, how can we set our weeks up to feel successful? So I am so excited for her to dive in and teach us today. My friend Chelsea is a t-shirt and jeans wearing toddler wrangling boy mom and wife. In her pre-momming days, she was a former nonprofit program manager and community leader. Chelsea had the opportunity to coach, educate, and lead others to achieve personal, professional, and organizational success. Now, as a work-from-home productivity coach and educator, she empowers ambitious but overwhelmed mamas and entrepreneurs to optimize their time, mindset, and money through integration and accountability masterminds, one-on-one coaching, and group coaching programs. Chelsea's passionate about inspiring fellow goal-getters to see more for their life and do more of what matters most and be more of who they are meant to be. I am so excited because I hope that through this episode today, you guys leave here knowing that you can put what is most important to you first in your weekly planning and that when the week is through, you are going to set yourself up for success. I have already implemented some of this and it has made a huge difference, um, not in just my life, but my family's life and has helped just have a little bit better flow in our week. So without further ado, my friends, let's dive in. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm the Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower. Because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. Hello, and welcome to the podcast again, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me again. (laughs) So if you guys are wondering why we're saying again, 
we have already recorded this podcast and the powers that be of tech issues happen and the podcast didn't really save. So here we are again and I am so excited and um, this podcast, you guys, is going to be full of so much good information. I've already implemented some of what I've learned when uh, we learned it the first time around and it has been so, so good. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear. So my wonderful friend, why don't you introduce yourself, Chelsea, and tell everyone a little bit about you, your story of being a mom entrepreneur and how that came to be. All right. Yes. Uh, I just, the thing, the first time just wasn't meant to be because this time around, I, that was the first time I had, um, really, uh, what's the word really taught it in this way. And so this time I'm like ready and this is going to be good, right? Even more tangible, even more tactical. Um, so a little bit about me. Yes. Um, so you heard, you read my bio. Um, so yes, I am a mama. I've got two little crazy boys. Um, my journey to being a business owner, uh, I am a productivity coach and educator, and that was always my someday dream. My someday dream was to be a coach. Um, and that was like when my kids are in school, when I have more time to myself. Um, so what happened is that I took a coaching course in college and I absolutely fell in love. Like just being able to have a spot on the sidelines to watch somebody else make progress in their life just lit a fire inside me. And I remember thinking, I'm going to do this. Um, but the timing wasn't right. And so I stayed in the job that I was in. Um, and I worked in nonprofit management and I always kept my coaching fresh. So after I took my coaching course and I graduated from college, I also got my mediation certification and so learned really great active listening skills. And, and so I used all of that in, um, with my employees when I worked and so I always tried to keep them fresh. And, and as my babies came and as we moved a thousand five hundred million times, um, I just every spot, I always kind of did something on the side. I've always wanted to utilize my skills. And so um, a year and a couple months ago now, I just celebrated my first business birthday. So um, when we're talking about this and um, so about a year and a couple months ago, I was working part-time for this couple and they were real estate investors and, and I was doing a lot of side things for them and kind of helping with marketing and things like that. And, and they cut my hours. They didn't have any hours for me. And I remember just being so frustrated because I was like, I finally felt like I was doing what I need to be doing. I was making, creating systems for them and streamlining things. And I felt I had so much value to give and they just cut my hours and that was so frustrating. And I remember driving around afterwards. I didn't want to go home because I was just too angry. And I remember just having this angry conversation with God. Like, I thought this is what I was supposed to be doing. Like, I thought that you dropped this opportunity in my lab. I, I try and be like, I try and do all these good things, you know, like, why me? Yeah. And, uh, and I had this overwhelming thought and impression come to me. It's time to start your business. And then of course I immediately dismissed it. Cause I was like, that's crazy. I don't know how to start a business. My kids are still little, like no way, Jose. So then I just kind of like, you know, kept going on and, and God works in it funny that way is sometimes he'll kind of let us throw a temper tantrum. And then, you know, when we're ready again, he'll kind of, you know, slide that thought back in. And so as the weeks went on, I kept having that thought randomly of like, it's time to start your business. It's time to start your business. And, um, what I just, 
what ended up happening is I was really struggling. I knew I needed something. I felt called to this. I didn't feel ready for it, right? How many times do we not feel ready for things we're supposed to do? And we were watching a documentary. I was watching one with my husband and, and there was a therapist on there. And she said, every time I start working with a new client, the first question I ask them is, what would you do if you were not afraid? And my husband, such a huge part of my story and such a huge support, he paused the TV and he looked at me and he goes, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And I said, I would start my business. And then immediately like covered my mouth. I could not believe that came out of my mouth. Wanted to immediately take it back because the way that my personality works is that once it's out there, man, it's out there. There's no take backs. So I had to go full steam ahead and I was terrified. I knew nothing. I don't, I've never owned a business. I don't have a business degree. I have an interpersonal and family communication degree, right? Like I don't know anything about marketing and and all that (laughs) stuff. I was just winging it. And so, um, if I wasn't afraid, I would start a business. And by then I felt too called to it to back down. Um, so that's how I started. I just started messy. I just took one step at a time. I just, you know, did things. I became a nap time warrior and a bedtime warrior. And, you know, whenever I can fit things in warrior. And, uh, one year later, um, I am blessed enough to, I run accountability, um, online accountability coaching groups, um, and integration masterminds. I have a group coaching program called Touch Productivity that I love and I'll be launching here again in August. Um, and I work one-on-one with overwhelmed mamas and entrepreneurs. Um, and then in our very first sessions together, I ask them the question, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Yes. I like, and I love how you said how sometimes you hear God and you're like, um, I don't really think that you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah. that sometimes you just have to start and it has to be imperfect and you just have to go even though you don't know what you're doing because mm-hmm. I think that that's how every business owner is. And sometimes people get paralyzed by trying to have the perfection of a perfect business when that doesn't really exist because Mm-mm. it's all trial and error until you figure out what is going to be the best process for you and system. Yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing easy about it. You're just, you're kind of just scared all the time. Like you just get used to being uncomfortable. Um, and once I think you take on that, once I took on that mindset of like, this is just going to be hard, you know, but, and then Mm -hmm. I just decided, yeah, this is going to be hard, but you know what, this is going to be fun. And that's, that's, that's a mantra of mine. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun. Oh, I don't want to, I do not want to figure out this new, I, on my stories today, I was talking about how I just, all of my sticky notes kept falling off of my wall. And I was like, you know what? This is probably not a great organizational system for someone who specializes in organization and systems. Um, so I just had to plug everything into a Trello board. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. You know what? It's going to be so fun when it's done. And so um, just little things like that. There's nothing easy about managing a home and running a business and raising babies. But to be honest, I've never felt so fulfilled in my life. Um, and just a really quick story. And I told you this last time, and you know what, I've told this a million times because this is the most relatable thing I can talk to. when I'm talking about women who have kids and are running businesses. The other day I was talking to a brand new client live and my son, because why would he use his own toilet comes running into my room (laughs) and says, mom, I have to poop. Wipe me when I'm done. And I was mortified, obviously like this client doesn't even have kids. So I'm like, (laughs) mortified. 
And then I was like, no, you know what? Like, this is my life. You get what you get. If you're looking for someone in a pantsuit, like I'm not your girl. Right. And so it's just, it, it was this, it was a very defining moment in my career where I was like, no, this is how I run my business. And I can have my and every mama can have her and you can be a great mom and a business owner. You can be an engaged parent and a money-making boss. Um, and that's what I get to help my clients with. And, and that's, I mean, we want to fit your and um, into your life to create that life of fulfillment, but not sacrifice your sanity. So with that, I'm not a robot, right? I only have a certain number of hours to put into this business. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest struggle. And the biggest struggle of other mama entrepreneurs I talk to is just the time, right? And so it's all about optimizing that time that we do have um, and, and maximizing it and making the most out of it. Yeah. It's in so interesting. As you say, like you do systems and processes yet. It's all on sticky notes. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's like, I can tell you what to do, but oh shoot. I need to do that for myself too, because I have an entire wall of sticky notes that are <laughs> just more like sticky notes that help me remember things that like I'm good at or that I can post mm -hmm. about it. It was just kind of my wall of like when I was discovering what I really want to do in business. And we were removing re around some stuff in my office and my husband bumped it. <gasps> knocked down a whole bunch of sticky notes. No. I was like, no, my sticky notes. And he like, right now, I mean, if, if people could see my office, it's a hot mess. Like I have one bookshelf and I'm like, oh, here, we'll take a picture in front of the bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> the whole rest of it is full of stuff. And so he starts trying to like throw stuff away. And I was like, but not the sticky notes. Don't throw the sticky notes. They won't go back on the wall. <laughs> Save my sticky notes. Somebody but, in my stories today was like, um, I said something about, cause someone had mentioned like, you know, there's like sticky notes that are, have extra strength. Right. And I was like, what the fetch? Like, are you kidding me? Yes. And then someone commented on that and was like, yeah, but Trello won't fall off your wall. And I was like, okay, fine. True. But Trello, I just can't visually see. You know, because I'm yes, a yeah. visual person. And so like, I like to have things up, which is just, you know, it's just different systems and process. So speaking of our sticky notes, and even though it might be a hot mess, uh, today you're going to talk about how we can plan out our week for success. What does that look like? Because even if it's, you're just a mom, sometimes having a little structure around your week is good for you and your kids. But especially when you have a business, if there's not somewhat of a structure, as much as I hate structure, I am like the biggest fighter against all structure in planning. I'm literally the mom who they're like, can we go to the zoo today? And I'm like, sure, pack a bag, throw it in. Like we don't even think about like, I sure let's go. Um, but knowing how important it is to have some structure and planning. And I've been working really hard since we last talked on doing this <laughs> and it has been helpful. So I'm so excited for you to dive in and tell us about what does it look like to have some good structure and simple structure to our week. I'm so glad that you've implemented some of those things. And, and that's something that I love is that if you naturally tend to fight against structure, first off, you're not alone. So many of my clients are that way. And that's why they are my clients. Cause they're like, I don't want to do all the things. I don't want to time block every second of my life but something's got to give, right? Like if we understand we have this goal, there has to be some structure because we have to make a plan to get there. Um, so I love to introduce this with a story. Um, so 
there's this story um, that an old farmer was was working in a field and he saw this young man on this horse and this horse was just like galloping at top speed and the young man was literally like just holding on for dear life and the farmer goes where are you going and the guy goes i don't know ask the horse and so how many times do we sit down at the end of a day and feel like we rode that runaway horse all day or all week long so my next question is, what if it didn't have to be that way? What if you took the reins on that runaway horse and took it exactly where you wanted to go? So I'm going to teach you how to do that. Every Sunday afternoon, we get home from church and while we're recording this, it's still like some of us are still quarantined and some of us are not, but church yeah. is still not, it's not going right now. It's all home church still. So mm-hmm. on Sunday afternoons, we kind of kick off our shoes. My husband puts on basketball shorts. I find my clean, a clean pair, maybe a clean pair of yoga pants. Um, and we curl up on that couch, um, that we have and we do our family planning session or a family huddle is kind of what we like to call it. So this looks like creating our tasks and organizing our calendars. Um, and this is a non-negotiable in our house. And the reason is this, the reason that we are outrageously protective of our weekly planning session is that it's the only reason that we have the time to do any of the things that we love, like go on family walks, pursue our passions, have date nights for heaven's sakes. Um, and we both really love to entertain. So we love to host get togethers in our home. And we, we both work. Our kids are in certain activities. It just wouldn't, none of those things that we love and make us feel actually fulfilled and successful would happen if we didn't make time to plan out our week. So weekly planning allows us to have time to do those things that really matter most to us, right? Really our whys. They allow us to have our whys as a part of our life. Um, So what I'm going to talk about today is I call it weekly planning like a pro, how to manage multiple priorities when there's only one you. Um, So basically that first step is to commit to personal planning and family huddle every Sunday. Consistency creates momentum. If you know you need structure, that's great, but you're not going to just wake up motivated to do it, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to have a really strong why. So it's discipline that creates momentum and momentum creates motivation. So just being consistent um, is the first step. So there are three steps to my weekly planning session. The first one is very intentional. It's called the reflect and the redirect. The idea behind this is that you'll have a much better idea where you want to go if you've been paying attention to where you came from. Okay, so the first part of this is I just get a notebook. I just write it in my notebook. And the first thing I write down is my wins from the week. What happened that I'm proud of? What am I um, proud that I accomplished? What finally got done? Just the wins, the things that make you feel good. Just taking a minute to celebrate those. So many of us, especially as type A's or recovering perfectionists, I'm doing air quotes right now. um, We suck at celebrating our wins. Because it's always like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Um, And you're a three on the Enneagram as well. So you understand 100% what I'm talking about. Um, So we celebrate our wins. And that is just as much for me as for my clients. The second thing we do with our reflection is the takeaways from last week. So these look like the things that felt hard, the struggles that we have, the things that went wrong, the failures that we had. And we're not writing down the failures that we had. We're writing down what we learned from those things or what we're going to do differently next week, right? We're reflecting and we're redirecting that energy, that intelligence, that knowledge that we now have. And the last one, which is really powerful, I called address the elephants. So what this means 
is that if there is someone that you had a confrontation with that still doesn't feel right to you, if you feel like there's something else that needs to be done that wasn't made a priority that maybe needs to be, if um, you maybe didn't spend enough one-on-one time with your kids, just whatever those things that are weighing on you, just take care of them right then. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever might be holding you back from going into the next week with a clear conscience, with all your energy, feeling uplifted, take care of it. You can't move forward if anything is pulling pulling you from behind. Um, So that is the reflect and the redirect. Mm, I love it. It's so funny. As you're talking about reflect and redirect, it's literally like what we teach our kids or what we do with our kids. Like when they're in trouble or something isn't working, we like, so true. We redirect to like, here's what's going to be better. So as like adults and parents, it's like, oh, I didn't even think about, I should like, oh, that didn't work. How can I do it better next time? You know, but actually having intentional time to think about that. And I love how um, celebrating the wins is part of it because it is as someone who is a three, I'm literally always like, what's the next goal? What's the next goal? Like I hit it. Okay, great. Like what am I achieving next? And uh, especially like in this season of COVID and just kind of launching this podcast and doing some other things. And I've had friends that are like, well, how are you going to celebrate? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't even think about it. I just was like, well, I'm going to launch it. I'm going to, you know, try to hit so many downloads. And then I was like, well, how am I going to celebrate? I don't know. You know, of even maybe thinking like, what are the goals for the coming week? Like for me, it would be good to be like, okay, what are the goals for the coming week? And if I hit those, how am I going to celebrate? Because it's always an afterthought for me instead of in the forefront, because I'm just always chasing And I love that you said that. And also it can be as something as simple as I got all the laundry put away in one day. Mm. Like that for me, first off, that never happened. So we would be like freaking go into Vegas or something (laughs) if I did that. But, but just celebrating whatever wins, it doesn't just have to be business wins. You know, it's like, I handled that situation with Bennett, my four-year-old. I I'm proud of how I handled that as a parent, you know, reflecting on because this, this isn't just about business, right? I mean, it all right. needs to mesh together. And so just remembering like those wins in your personal life as well. I, I took some time to connect with my spouse. What would that be like? You know, like we're just ships passing in the night oftentimes. And yeah. so celebrating any of those wins and you're right. Like I, it's so powerful to just take a minute to like, let it sit because then it's like, oh, I am awesome. You know, like I can do hard things. And so that, that, that celebrating your wins, it's got multiple, multiple benefits to it. Yes. Yes. All right. You ready for the second one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. So the second one is one of my favorite. It is so powerful. Um, this is called the calendaring session. And what that looks like is basically my thought process behind this is if you don't make a plan for how to use your time that overwhelm that you feel will only compound. So when I sit down to work out my calendar, I have a very specific four-step process. Um, And again, I get very, I mean, literally productivity is what I do. So if this feels like too detailed for someone listening, just take a step back and just take pieces of it that work for you and throw out the rest. We're not, it's not all or nothing here. Um, So this is the way that I schedule my calendar and I do it in a very specific order. So first is I make sure that I have all of the commitments and appointments that I have committed to in my calendar. So that's 
okay, I have a doctor's appointment this day. Um, okay, well, then it has preschool this day. Um, so those things that you've already, and then looking at business, I have a consult call this time. These are where my client sessions are. So those things that you've already scheduled in there, just kind of check, make sure they're in there, make sure you haven't over double booked yourself or anything, which is very easy to do when you're mm -hmm. trying to run a life and a business at the same time. Yes. Um, wait, we have to go to soccer practice. Just kidding. I'm yes. not going to do that consult. <laughs> yeah. So very normal. Um, so those things, making sure that they're in place. The next step, now I get a lot of super weird looks for this, um, but I will explain myself. The next step that you schedule into your calendar before anything else, you schedule in self-care. And what I mean by self-care, I mean personal development. I mean taking courses. I mean exercise. I mean taking time to, I was just talking to someone today, taking time to take a bubble bath. You schedule those things in, whatever makes you feel recharged. If it's just 15 minutes of reading a book by yourself, whatever it takes, you take those, take that time and you schedule it into your calendar. And here's why it's number two, because you know, whoever's listening, you know, just as well as I do, that if you don't schedule that in before everything else, there will not be any time left for it when you're done. Mm -hmm. So, and then it's that same idea of you cannot pour from an empty pitcher. So scheduling yourself, right? We need to be a top version of ourselves if we are going to sustain the schedule that we do. Um, so that is number two, is self-care. Number three, my next step is also seeming a little counterproductive to um, optimizing your time. But it is scheduling in quality time and building relationships with others. And that's for the same reason, because we talk about all the time about, I do this for my kids. I do this for my family. I do this for the people that I love, but does our calendar actually reflect that that's what we value the most? Does our calendar really reflect what we say is the most important thing to us? Because if our calendar is full of meetings and consults and sessions and whatever it is that you do for a living, if that's your entire calendar, then you're living out of alignment with your values. And that is a whole whole other monster to take on. Mm -hmm. So schedule in things like go on a walk with my spouse, date nights, one-on-one -on -one time with my kid. I have 100% scheduled into my calendar, 30 minutes of reading with Bennett because my, my, my little boy loves to read my older one. Well, they both love books, but my older one loves to read. And I, it's really easy to, to kind of pass those things off. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. But that's important to him. That's quality time for him. His love language is 100% quality time. And I need to make sure that I prioritize that. Um, so your calendar needs to reflect what's most important to you. So those girls' nights, schedule them in. Get them in your calendar. That date night, that maybe one-on-one -on -one date that you take your kiddo out for ice cream so you can reconnect with them, making time for that. So that's quality time with loved ones. And then lastly, grind time. So um, a lot of us in this space listen to Amy Porterfield's um, Marketing Made Easy podcast, mm -hmm. and she calls this tiger time. And her explanation of it is this. She calls it tiger time because these are times and blocks of times that she has blocked out in her calendar that she protects like a mama tiger protects her cubs. This time is time for big focus projects that we keep putting off because we don't find the time to get them done. Mm -hmm. So for me, this looks like budgeting. For me, this looks like onboarding clients. For me, this looks like um, managing my personal finances, not just my business one. Um, this looks like thinking 
making a meal plan and writing a grocery list some days because it's just like, I just need like 30 minutes, but that 30 minutes is never just going to pop out of thin air. So I have to schedule it in. So that grind time is time set aside for specific focus tasks, knowing like that time you need to have childcare or you need to switch out with your spouse. You need to be in a room by yourself. You need to have headphones in. This is time to not be disturbed and your family needs to respect that time. Um, and as, as do you, you don't schedule things over your grind time. You have to protect it just like a mama tiger, right? So that is the fourth um, piece of calendar. So piece of calendaring. So first is commitments and appointments. Second is schedule in your self-care. So your exercise for the week, because we know if we don't schedule it in, we're not going to find time for it. Um, third is quality time with loved ones. And lastly is grind time. Those really important projects and things that we need to block out time to make happen. Um, this technique really helps to eliminate overwhelm and stress because if you know when you're going to work on these important tasks or get these things done, your brain has to worry less about if you will get them done. So it relieves a lot of like pressure and anxiety as well. So that is calendaring. Yeah. I love how you said to put in your personal care because I know as moms, like that is always the first thing to go or, um, especially during quarantine, uh, a lot of people have been like working and building business businesses, but I actually have spent a lot of time of just trying to do quality time of myself and working on like what I need. And it's been amazing how, by being intentional and even just like 10 minutes at night to like turn the lights out and I just light a candle and it's dark and decompress how much better I feel. And I've noticed because the last two weeks, because of a Netflix show, (laughs) (laughs) please don't say Tiger King. It's not Tiger King. Good. Um, I've not, done that because we've been trying to binge through a show because we had to move over to stars. If anyone wants to know it's outlander and it's real good, but we did. (laughs) I've heard it's good. So, but you know, but then like you lose when you're not intentional with your time. Um, and I think we talked about this like before we even got on how it catches up with you so quickly. Mm -hmm. You don't take time for yourself or do things for you. And so, And I know a lot of times moms, I mean, I'm totally guilty of it, of being like, well, I don't have time to work out and I don't have time to do that because it's, I'm too busy where maybe self-care that you need also might include your kids. So I know like for me, when it's yoga or working out, Thatcher, who's my youngest, loves to work out with me. Turner, who's my oldest, used to, but now he would rather go play and do something on his own, but that sometimes your self-care might include your kids, but it's just yeah. being intentional about rem- remembering that piece of it. Oh, that's so good. We have a trail. So we live right on, like, we can like kiss the mountains and it's wonderful. Um, and we go up to a walking path that kind of goes through neighborhoods that are up there higher on the mountain. And that to me, like that will recharge me more than you know, a bubble bath, which don't get me wrong. I, I also have a Sunday night date with a bubble bath every week now, but that walking path, yes, I get my exercise and I get to run, but I also get to spend quality time with my boys. It's just the three of us. And we're all three just having the time of our life. And so you're right. A lot of times that self-care, it can include our kids. It doesn't have to. I mean, a lot of us are like, heck no, I want to go run by myself. But sometimes mm-hmm. those days I really enjoy having them. So you're right. It's, it's good to remember that 
Self-care can totally include your kids. Yeah. And self-care might be your tiger time. Or, mm-hmm. You know, that like sometimes working on your business is self-care or working on whatever is really important to you is self-care and protecting that time. So sometimes it can be the two in one, but I am a huge fan of the create the time that is your work time and sticking to it. Although mm-hmm. I do, don't stick to it all the time. <laughs> like, that's one of the things we're working on is trying to find that time. But yeah, I think that is so important. Yes. Yeah. Work time 100% has to be like scheduled in. Um, and I have to have a conversation with my husband like, okay, so if you get done working at 445 this day, then I need to go down and I need to get an hour in that day because I, you know, I have this to prepare for and this to get ready. So yeah, just like working as a team to just making it work, right? This is just a season. Eventually our businesses are going to be built and, and our kids for a lot of us, we'll be in school and we'll, we won't even know what to do with all the time that we have. And so right now, just remembering that if you have littles, this is just a season. So um, that's huge to remember as well. Yeah. So as you're scheduling all of this out, do you have like a certain planner that you use or a spreadsheet or a freebie people can download? Like what do you use to help keep you organized in all of this? So yes, I 100%. I'm so glad you brought it up. So I actually, speaking of freebies, I will just shameless plug on my blog, it's just chelseawestman.com slash blog. My best freebie is my weekly planning guide. And it walks you through literally everything that I'm telling you right now um, in a very pretty four page workbook type <laughs> format. Um, got a checklist on there and it kind of walks you through everything as well. And so, yeah, you can just, you can access that. So everyone always is baffled when I tell them that I am a productivity um, expert and I don't use a planner. I use Google Calendar and a plain old six by eight notebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now, I mean, someday that may change. People have said like, you should make your own planner. And it's like, yep, that, you know, that would be an awesome bucket list item. But right now, because there's no, there is not a planner that, that operates in the way that I do. And so, and there are ones that you can like customize and I totally am going to look into those right now. I just love my notebook. It's simple. I'm all about simple. I don't need a, um, I don't need a complicated process. And some people like that because they like being told, you know, exactly what they need to do. Um, but right into that, you led me perfectly into that. Lastly is, um, create a plan of action. So I use a notebook for this. If you prefer a, um, digital. A lot of people use Trello for this. I also love Trello, but I prefer handwriting my lists. So this is what a plan of action is. This is a last step to weekly planning. Um, so there are very few things more defeating, right? Than laying in a bed at night, just absolutely drained and totally burnt out because you worked so sinking hard all day, but you feel like you have nothing done. Mm-hmm. That is, there's nothing more defeating. It just feels awful. So when that happens, um, that's actually a sign that we failed to focus on the tasks that actually move the needle in our lives. Um, and what I mean by that is being busy does not equate to being productive. They are not the same thing. So the way that I make sure that I am productive is that at the beginning of the week, I make one big, well, two big lists. One is for business. The second one's for everything else. And I just brain dump all of the tasks and projects that I would like to accomplish that week. Um, I usually do my business one on Fridays before I close down for the weekend. And so I can kind of, you know, kickstart it, but then everything else, I finish everything on Sunday. 
Um, I use those two brain dump lists not to be one massive overwhelming to-do list. I actually just use them to create my daily task list. So I just kind of like browse over them and I'm like, okay, what can be done today? Um, yep, that looks important. I can work on that. Or yeah, I can start this today. So it's out of your brain. It's on a brain dump. It's all on a list. It's out of your head. But then your daily to-do list need to look less overwhelming. They should not be an entire list of your brain dump. They should be like five to 10 things that, you know, you want to work through the day. So you work off of a much shorter list and you have um, the brain dump list to refer to if you need to. So the trick to this, this is the secret sauce of the plan of action, um, is that you would do what's called big three. So you go over that, both that brain dump list and you start three to five things that if you accomplished, if that's all that you accomplished in the entire week, you would feel the most successful. That would make you feel fulfilled and like you could lay in bed and be like, man, I got things done. So you do that for the week and then you also do that every single day. So when you go to make your, your daily task list, you just start three things that are like, if this is all I get done today, I'll be fine. I'm productive. Um, and it really takes a lot of pressure off. And it's it creates a really powerful feeling of like accomplishment and way less overwhelm. Um, so that is the plan of action. And again, I just use a notebook for that. I don't make it complicated. The, the point is to keep it simple and to make it sustainable. And so if you prefer digital or you prefer, you know, notebooks like me, um, it's, it's whatever. Or you have a beautiful planner that tells you exactly what to do and that works for you. That's so fantastic. But whatever it is, your to-do list should be a guideline and not a deadline. Mm. So we, we need to stop living our lives on our success being measured by whether we crossed off every item on our to-do list or not. Um, and again, I'm, I'm just as guilty of this very like, again, recovering perfectionist type a, this is a hard mental transition for me. But the minute I decided like, you know what, if I can get just these three tasks done, I had a productive day changed everything for me. I want to tell you about the new community that we have over on Facebook for the Busy Years podcast called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a place where you can come and connect with other like-minded women just like you who are in the busy years of motherhood that are chasing their dreams and looking for more. This is a place where you can come and share the amazing things that you're currently doing, get advice, ask questions, and get more information on the Busy Years podcast episodes. I'm going to be in there every now and again, teaching live, answering your questions. And I hope that this is a place where you can come and feel community in these busy years of motherhood. Come tired, leave inspired, my friends. Check out this episode's show notes for a link to the group or head to michellehagan.com slash podcast to get connected. Yeah, it's funny as you say that as like a perfectionist or as me as a three as you're talking about this and you're like, well, if you have the three and in my mind, I think like, well, in of how my brain works that if I picked like three things that would make me successful in the week, I'd be like, well, I'm going to get them done by Tuesday. You know, like, so that I'm successful. So then what else am I getting, you know, but, the, yep. so, um, but I was also thinking as you were talking about, you know, making lists and stuff like that of when I was the first time mom of two, 
and like everything was so overwhelming Mm -hmm. that sometimes just putting food in the crock pot for dinner would make it a successful day. Or when I was feeling, I mean, I had those days where I was like, I feel like I've done nothing all day. I don't even know what I did. And it was, um, something, someone had given me the advice, like in that season to reverse write it. And so after I did something to like write it down so that by the end of the day, I could say like, Oh, I did the laundry and I fed them and I, you know, whatever else you did to help you help kind of jog the things so that when you are back in the state of mind of a functioning human, which I don't really know if that ever happens again (laughs) after having kids, but you're a little bit more functioning, like then to start be like, okay, today I want to get these tasks done. Or sometimes even just creating those makes you feel better. And I love that of having like, just pick three things that you can do today. That's such, that's such great advice. Whoever gave you that advice, that's a great idea. And I want to add a big fat disclaimer. You just reminded me of me, reminded me of this. This does not apply to newborn life. Mm-hmm. Like if you just had a baby, like just don't, don't listen to anything that I just said. Like just, <laughs> just survive. That's it. That's all you have to do right now is just survive. Um, we all go through those stages and that newborn life is one of them. Or, I mean, even those last couple of weeks or even last month of pregnancy is just like, just, just survive. And it's okay. That's considered productive. So mm-hmm. if you tend to be an overachiever, but you're dealing in one of those seasons of life, don't be hard on yourself because you're not operating at the same level. It's just, it's just a season. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So with all of these, I just, they're all so great. They're all so effective. Um, but don't start doing them all at once. And if, if you feel like this could change your life around, I want to just send you a challenge to just choose one of these three weekly planning strategies. So either the reflect and the redirect the calendaring or the plan of action and just start that now. And once you feel like you have that down, then you stack on another one to that. It's, it's, it's literally called habit stacking. You just do one small thing and then you stack one on top of that so that it's easier and it makes it more sustainable and you're not like just jumping in and trying to swim when um, you haven't got your floaties on. Yes. And I can say that the habits of the habit stacking, like I now have a calendar in my Mm -hmm. kitchen that was not there and it has another little board with it so that we can write like the big tasks that need to happen or here's what like I want to get accomplished this week and what my husband needs to accomplish so that we can kind of be all on the same page and we know who's coming and where's going, you know, cause mm-hmm. for us just digital wasn't working or we couldn't agree on a calendar. <laughs> so it's just easier for it to be right there. And here's the, the dentist appointments are on there and all the stuff that needs to happen. And, um, I'm excited to see, we are going to try to sit down this weekend or this week and like plan out like, okay, now what is it going to look like on top of the calendar? Yeah. You'll have to let me know how that goes. Um, and, and I, with a weekly planning session, I just, when we, when it's so important to plan how we spend our time, because if we don't, we cannot be as productive as our life requires. And I know, I mean, I'm in the, I'm in the throes of like the little stages. Like my kids are two and four, the days are crazy. Like my house looks like a tornado all the time. I know the exhaustion. If you're listening, I know the exhaustion you feel at the end of the day. I know that frustration of trying to just finish one more task, but they also keep asking for just one more snack. And I promise that you can not only have your and, but you can also move mountains in your life if you create the game plan to get it done. And weekly 
planning sets you up for that. Um, you deserve that ant. And when implemented correctly, that weekly planning can take you from that <laughs> overwhelmed, like riding that hot mess express to conducting that train and doing it really well. Um, it's, it's possible. It's just, you have to be intentional about it. And it's mm. just starting, just taking one step. Yeah. Yeah. And I, oh, that's just all so good. And there's just so much in there that I hope that even a mom who maybe doesn't have a business and is just feels like she's struggling, like that this can maybe help you feel like you can just get one step ahead because sometimes that's like, can make all the difference from you feeling like you're just at the edge of the cliff to being able to like step back and breathe um, mm -hmm. and just kind of know what's coming. I love that. Oh, this was all so, so good. Okay. So my last question, because, um, you've given so much advice, but I know that you have a wealth of mom advice. If you could give advice to, um, another mom that's in the little years of motherhood, what would it be? Well, um, I came up with three. She asked me this question ahead of time and, um, these three came to my mind immediately. So the first one I'd say is that just remember you're not alone. It may feel like that some days motherhood can be really isolating. Just remember that someone else probably in the house next door to you is also ready to tear their hair out. And also like, am I going to make it through this season or is this baby done teething yet? Like we it's, you're not alone. There's other people experiencing it. And sometimes that kind of can feel, make you feel a little bit better. Um, the second thing I would say is obviously make a plan for how you're going to spend your time. Um, those days we hear that in motherhood all the time when our kids are little or just when we're raising kids that the days are long and the years are short, um, maximize those days and make them days that you can look back on and be proud of how you use them and how you use your time. Um, and yes, there's 100% time to watch outlander or tiger king <laughs> if that's your thing um but be intentional about the time that you do it like make time to recharge make time to relax um and then that last thing i would say that has been a game changer for running a business um i thought my life was over when my first son stopped napping i was like shoot like what am i gonna do now this i mean i had two hours and now i don't um so what we implemented is yes he does get to have some screen time during that time but he um, has to, we have a mandatory quiet time. So we got a cute little alarm clock ball that is green and red when you can't go out of your room and it turns green when you come out of your room. And he knows that he is required to entertain himself in his room for 45 minutes. That's not a super long time. It's just as important. You are not a mean parent if you make your kids stay in their room for 45 minutes. It is just as important for them to have that time to recharge as it is for you. And that's what I tell him, you know, it, there's a training piece. It took a couple weeks, but just over and over again, you know what, buddy, like mommy needs time to just, you know, do mommy things and, and you need time to just play by yourself. So when your ball turns green, I'm so excited to see you again. Um, and that has been, that has been a game changer in a house. And my two-year-old is not done napping yet, but I'm really hoping and praying that he catches on as fast as my older one did, because otherwise I am in big trouble without naps. Yeah. Oh, I know when nap times go, we are in that transition of some days we need a nap for the littlest one and some days he doesn't. But my oldest, it for sure doesn't take naps, but he actually has actually taken a couple naps. I think we're going through a growth spurt, which it's so funny how you're saying that the, the days feel long and the years are short, which, and I, 
when you're in those like throws of a new mom, if you're like a new mom who's listening, I can remember just being pissed when someone would say that to me, because I was like, do you understand? It's like, no, I really do. I get it. But I'm almost on the other side of the little years. And I even looked at Turner today and I told my husband, I was like, he's like a, he's not little anymore. Like he's getting these like features and just the way he talks of now being older and, but implementing and teaching them that having that quiet time and recharge is almost teaching them self-care like early on. And, um, for us, he's been listening to podcasts. I found like kids book podcasts where they're telling them stories because then he can at least imagine, or there's a new Thomas the train one and he loves listening to it. He loves listening to the podcast and even will come up and he'll be like, Hey mom, can um, I listen to my podcast now? It sounds so funny coming from like a five-year-old and my dad gave him these old, old school, like headphones, like Walkman headphones. (laughs) So he walks or, you know, so he goes in his room. So he's laying in his bed with his headphones and it's like an old phone. So nothing is on it, but podcasts. And like, he looks at the map in the calculator and it has just been so good for us. <laughs> That's genius. I have, I, he'll like, so we'll listen to like story. Nori is one that we'll listen to once in a while. But if I made that like a consistent thing, like that would be so awesome. Cause he really, Bennett loves it as well. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. So then it's like, well, they're kind of, they feel like they're getting screen time but not really, but not what really. I, yeah. And that's what I have loved about it. So Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and everything on how we can plan out a week to feel successful. If people want to connect with you more or have more questions for you, where can they find you? I spend most of my time on Instagram stories. I, you know what I could do without the squares. I love them, but you know what? I love connecting people, Instagram stories. So Um, My handle on Instagram is just Chelsea Westman um, and it'll probably be in the show notes. And then if you want to, I have lots of other freebies. Um, Money management is a big part of what I do as well. And so you can check out my freebies, my productivity money management freebies on my blog. Um, That's just ChelseaWestman.com. And I would love it if you told me that you came from here. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was just as fun the second time. Yes. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years Podcast. This episode's show notes and all past episode show notes can be found at michellehagan.com slash podcast. I would love to put a face to the listener. Come over and join me on Instagram at michelleannhagan. Or you can join me in our private Facebook community just for the Busy Years podcast listeners called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a community where you can dig in a little bit deeper to your dreams, share your dreams out loud with like-minded people, let people cheer you on in what you are currently doing to chase your dreams, and learn a little bit more about our episodes, and I'll even pop in there every once in a while to teach live. I can't wait to see you and meet you, my friends. Hey mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? That you can take action in the middle of motherhood? I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend. 
that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.